She had blue skin, and so did he. He kept it hid, and so did she. They searched for blue their whole life through, then passed right by and never knew. Shel Silverstein. Bending Not Breaking, Episode 13, The Blue Spirit. Sunshine Mayfield. I am Ben Pruitt. And we are diving into The Blue Spirit, episode 13, and we are going at it through a lens of mask. The mask we wear. That's right. Like, uh, you know, the Blue Spirit wore a mask. I would say Zuko wore a mask. Spoilers. Oops. My bad. What a great time for the reminder that uh, if you haven't seen the episode, or haven't seen the at least season one... Um, probably worth going and watching, I would say, all of season one, and then jumping back in and going through us episode by episode. I would say it's a good idea to go through season one. Um, but if you didn't, sorry. Uh, if you haven't watched this episode yet, sorry. Ben just kind of gave away a, a really major plot point. Let's just be real here. If you're listening to this episode... We're hoping by this point... It makes sense that, that you would have watched this, yes. this episode. Yep. <laughs> so before we dive into it, before we get into it... We've got our descending word recap, this time from Mr. Ben Pruitt. Mr. Ben Pruitt, you've got, I believe, eight words to give us a recap of this episode. You, Are you ready? Do you think at some point it gets easier just because you have less words to choose? Yes, I thought, so I already did next week's recap, like I already wrote it down, and the recaps just get more vague. <laughs> like, it doesn't, yeah. like, like, it doesn't get harder. It just gets more vague. Well, I'm trying to squeeze it in. I'm realizing it's just not possible. Yeah, so at a certain point, you just kind of, you know... I'm just really excited for the one-word recap. Um, but you got eight words to recap this episode. Are you ready? I'm ready. On your mark, get set, go. Masked Zuko saves Trio from sickness and capture. Yeah, that's perfect. Well done. Eight words. Yeah, eight words. Good job. No big deal. Good for you. And he does. He does save really them all. Um, so if it didn't well, spoil before... Like, well, yeah, we've already given the warning now, so I can say whatever I want and still be in the right. Um, yeah, we, we like he really does save them all. We assume that they might have gotten better. They just got better faster with this. They could have died. They could have. Let's, like, so, you know, people die of... The flu or flu-like symptoms That's or, true. you know, a cough or pneumonia. We don't know what they had, but they, you know, they sucked on some frogs and they're good to go. How would you feel about having to do that? Suck on a frog? Yeah. If it was going to save my life, I'd feel like I'd be fine with it. Yeah. It's Sokka like, it's just like... Katara a, did not seem fine with it well, after they after realized. After they realized and they came to and they were like, "That's we just have frogs in our mouth, but I'm sure they were still fine with it. They, you know, that they're good to go. In the long run. Anyways, let's dive on into the episode. So we start off, and at the very beginning we get the Fire Nation archers are practicing, and we get Commander Zhao is talking to another ranking officer who outranks him, saying, hey, I need your archers, and he says, absolutely not. Who, at minimum, is at the same rank of him. At least same rank, maybe a little bit more. Um... Which becomes irrelevant pretty quickly. But he asks for these archers, and he says, I need them to catch, you know, to catch the Avatar. And off the get-go, this other ranking officer tells Commander Zhao, you, your search for the Avatar is a vanity project. Sure does. So he is already calling him out and saying, you are only doing this because of the way that it makes you look. Yeah. Um, and so he's getting called out for wearing a mask from the get-go. That was the very, right. like the very beginning. He, he, you are doing this because you want to be perceived a certain way. Yeah. This is not... We're fighting a real war. Well, and the question is, what is... So masks are meant, one, for protection. They're worn for uh, performance, entertainment, to hide things. Yeah. And so, like, what is he trying to hide? I think that he is trying to hide his inability to do his job well. I think he is trying to find a way to, to look good... 
in the eyes of uh, Lord Ozai. Well, and clearly it's working. Yeah. Right? Because he's just been promoted, illustrating the fact that what he's doing is, is working. working. Right? He is, he is highlights. So I don't know if he's trying to hide things, but he is trying to craft a narrative. He's trying to tell a story with the mask that he is wearing well, and so, well, uh, to Lord Ozai, regardless of what is actually going on. So maybe not hiding, but what is he, like, the question is, like, what is he protecting? Let's assume, and I, like, sometimes people are bad people, right? But let's assume that Zhao is a good person. Like, he's doing things. And because doing he truly best. believes in he the Fire Nation's what he's cause. Doing is yeah. the best. He's doing the best he can. And so what is he, what is he doing? Is he, like, I believe that he is trying to find this avatar like is he hiding the fact really he just doesn't like zuko is that why this is like seeming coming across as a vanity project he just doesn't like zuko so he wants to come across as better than this exiled prince is he have a family at home that he feels would like he is worried for their safety and protection if he is not fully aligned with the fire nation in his as is his job like what like who knows? Like what? But what is it? And what is that thought process? So, and if you're looking at things out of context, that's a really good way to go at it, right? Sure. We've gotten a lot of context on this guy. Yeah, complete. Jerk. Um, and so we, they've at least crafted a story for us that they want us to see as the viewer. And at this point, we know that he's already gotten humiliated by Zuko um, by losing an Agni Kai. He then gets tries to uh, cheap shot Zuko and gets caught by Iroh um, and gets humiliated again. And, and tries so, to capture Zuko. Tries to catch a Zuko. Yep. And so the, he is he has missed the boat several times. Completely thwarted. And by so a he is boat. he is doing this to to make sure that he is looks good in the eyes of Lord Ozai and highlights this over his shortcomings. If he can catch the Avatar before Zuko does, he's going to look good, and it's going to keep Zuko from being able to come back into um, into the fold. And so. Then we see a hawk come, a messenger hawk or bird come by, and after this commanding officer has been like, "No, I'm not giving you the archers." Commander Zhao is now Admiral Zhao. My request and is, is yeah, my now in is order. my request is now in order, and so the archers uh, go forward. Well, I think it's interesting also because the the first thing we see even before we see this encounter is we see the Yuyin archers, right? And they have uh, face paint. Or something on their on their face, yeah. And so, tell me about that. So, I would equate I would equate that to some sort that is, uh, that's mask ish, yeah, right. And so, what is that for? Is that performance? Is that entertainment? Is that like what? What? Tell me about that. I would say intimidation. You know, intimidation. It's, it's war paint. It's the it's to craft the story that, you know, we're gonna look bad and intimidating and dangerous. Regardless of whether or not we are, and so, they they so, are. So that's interesting. So, so that's me, how I would view it. So talk to me about this. So when uh, do you think that it's easier to go into battle with your face covered than it is to have your face shown? Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, sounds like uh, can this hide fear? Can this hide? Does yeah. face paint or war paint kind of get over? Um, by putting it on, are you kind of amping yourself up for this? Or does it hide the fear that you actually are having or showing or might show on your face or any other facial expressions that might be worrisome by well, having this face paint on? Well, and also I worry about it because is that also dehumanizing, right? By the very nature of covering your face, are you taking the humanity out of that, which allows you to perform these acts of war? Yeah, possibly. Right? Absolutely. Um, it's interesting to think about. So we get a cutscene, and Sokka's sick from the storm. Aang wants to go get uh, an herbal solution for it, and Katara starts to get sick as well. But she tells Aang, she's like, no, 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 I'm not sick. It's, it's just a cough. So we already see her trying to put on this mask of, I'm not actually sick. I'm fine. I'm healthy. I'm good to go. And she is not in any yeah. way, shape, or form. And do you think that helps her situation or hurts it? I think I would say hurts it. I mean, it seems pretty inconsequential in the context of the story. Yeah, but, but in general, I would say it is better to sit there and, and acknowledge when you are unhealthy or acknowledge when you're not able to do something to the best of your ability and allow someone well, else Well, it's the to... same premise of like, hey, I need help. Yeah. Versus, and being able and willing to ask for it versus putting on this mask of, no, I'm totally cool. And then being like, what do I do? Why not ask for help, Why right? Why not ask for help? And, and, and again, in the episode, it seems pretty 
insignificant. But I agree. Moving forward, you like as for us, it's always better to ask for help if you need it. Um, but I also guess that depends on who you're asking for help and the type of support that you have. Sure. I think in her situation, saying I, you know, I need help and I need to rest, Aang is going to respond pretty well to that, um, and he does. He says, "You stay here." He tells, I got this. He tells Muck Muck and Appa to, to watch over the two of them, and then um, he he sits there and says, "I'll you know I'm going to fly." Realizes that he should go on foot. Have we seen the Avatar run? before no because i wrote down have. i was like he's got he might be faster he, on he, foot than he, he can is run as fast as the wind yeah he can run faster than he might be able to fly sometimes yeah like I, he was very quick yeah i mean it's definitely got that you know air foot qualities i don't know how to call I, yeah, it like, but he's very fast yeah he's um, speedy uh, we get another cut to admiral Zhao uh and and the crew demanding avatar info from suko suko essentially says i'm not helping you out get off the ship um and then Ira says something along the lines as he's uh talking to the crew um he's playing a game he gives a little maskish behavior as he's trying to hustle these guys at uh at this game saying hey you know I'm sure you'll win if you play again well I think there's a few things about this this is that is really interesting like even before that like Iro is like comes into this conversation being like super optimistic yeah oh, good for him i'm really glad he got promoted that's kind of cool like and just kind of almost ignores zuko's angst right and i wonder is that a mask like what is he hiding what is like how is that optimism hiding what what is he really feeling in that moment for sure and i also wonder too is uh the context of understanding your emotions versus hiding your emotions right yep so understanding your emotions and what might pop up for Iroh right now he doesn't like commander Zhao or admiral Zhao we assume we assume he doesn't like him um he might you know be oh cool he got promoted um he probably has an understanding that by being gracious and optimistic is going to look better for him um, so what, you know, for me it is, what's the difference between understanding your emotions and not letting them play into your response to someone versus hiding your emotions and masking them? And, or are they different? Well, I wonder if, I think you can healthfully wear a mask. I think the difference is when you are, the healthfully means you're aware and you're aware of the consequences of it as well. Yeah. And I think I would say that Iroh, knowing his character, that he's very aware but it's also one of those things where he's still wearing it, right? Like, he knows that I have to be respectful in this moment. I've got, you know, I am not the well, general that I was. Well, and it's the same premise of, like, demonstration of respect in any kind of work situation. Where, mm -hmm. like, this is a situation where I disagree with you. You Like, I am aware of that. I am aware of the consequences of me, like, ignoring that and just agreeing with you for this for the conversation and right. for my yeah. work and for being able to stay in this role and be the greater good if you will is served when I am putting on this mask yeah well and so and then the reality is is that the mask or if we're trying to be compassionate people is anger the mask or is like if the is our true authentic self the compassionate respectful person that's going into that situation knowing that like I want to be this person moving forward or is I'm gonna get angry because I don't have the emotional wherewithal of how to handle this and is that truly the mask and that's hiding whatever feelings are really under all of that that's a really good point I don't know I don't know either um, but we know that Zuko's not pleased Iroh's fine but then and so but Iroh is hustling these, these oh, guys and that is not really the compat like Iroh always has like an understanding and I think he always is patient um and we know that he's playful but he's never been one that you would like hustling has a pretty bad connotation to it and he's never been that person um and so is that out of character for him or is that no like that's pretty that's pretty him or is it just people mess up sometimes? And maybe it's not messing up. Maybe just people are human. Yeah. Right? People, and I wouldn't say it's mistakes, but, like, we have, we all have our guilty pleasures. Yeah. And this seems, 
in this instance, in this context, it seems harmless enough. Like, what are they gambling? How much, like, is it, like, are they really gambling? I wonder if he would do this if he thought that they were gambling something that would harm them. Fair. Right? And, I, and my guess is no. Because my, my guess is I, he gained some tokens. Like, I'll he gained some tiles. Play, I'll play poker. Right. And I'll let people gamble money. But it's not much, and it's never people's, like, savings or meal on the line right or but that's also different than hustling someone straight up because people who are engaging with you in a game on of poker have a have an awareness that you have an understanding of how to play versus this like oh i'm just i'm not too good at this you'll you'll probably win this time because you're getting really good at this like there's a difference between coming into it with with preconceived notions and so i just i wondered if that was a little out of character for iro um, or if it's perfectly in character, because you know that he hides things, you know that he has an awareness of things, um, that he like is a, an intelligent person. I have a really good story about this. Okay, one time you and I were playing a really cool game, <laughs> and it was a really fun game until you hustled me. And the game is for those of you who are, are just really aware of these cool games where you interact with people and you work with people, right? You know where I'm going with this. Yes. All right. You. Yeah. You asked yep. me to. You asked to trust me, or I asked you to trust me. Yeah. You did, and I backstabbed you. You did. Yeah. You hustled me, and then you took advantage. But of there me. was nothing on it, the line in it that game. Hurt. There was My, our friendship was on the line. Clearly, we're doing fine, and you need to be better at that game. Um. Let's go to the next scene. You took advantage <laughs> of me. Next. So, um, we get to this watchtower, where. Two guys are sitting there, and one guy's reading off the wanted page for Aang. And he's like, he can create tornadoes, he can run at super speed. And the other person says, that is Fire Lord propaganda. There's no way that that's really true. So he, he like, he's even getting called out by like... But they're already saying like, he's he's putting on a show. He is wearing a mask on what he's trying to do here. Like, this is not... This is different than what reality truly is. They're quickly proven wrong... That Aang can do all of those things. And I think, what is this, the statement that this show is saying by juxtaposing that? Like, is that to me said, like, oh, if if that was true, then is everything else that the Fire Nation saying true? Because I wonder to that character, if that's where the, what they'll deduce now, oh, well, if that's true, then everything else they're saying is it's probably true. true. Maybe. That might be what that character is saying, because he's just been confirmed in, in this one thing. And we have an understanding that anytime you find similarities are proven right or credible, it's only going to, like, the more, uh, the more of those things that happen, the more credible you're going to be. And it doesn't necessarily depend on the importance of that credible act. Um, it just is really about the amount. Um, and so, is this one out of he's clearly jaded maybe he's had 20 moments of it not being the case right and now he's had one so starts to question he starts to question he blows the horn so ang triggers uh this war horn that's happening um and then we get a cut back to katara and Sokka. um still sick katara tells muck muck to go get water Momo. go get water we see an interesting moment where uh Mumuk has no idea what she's saying she's trying to she's trying to signal it whatever um and then she sends him on his way to go get water her way do we know a gender for gender neutral gender neutral character great so and then we have this herbalist right and you mm -hmm. get the herbalist and she's been there for 40 years 40 years is a long time yeah when Anne comes in hot yeah and she says settle she says calm yourself yeah Give me some time. I got some things to go find. And he's like giving her all this information really quickly, and then she's just like, "Give me a second. Well, and, and it's and it's in the guise, it seems, that she is going to find what Aang is looking for. Right. Right. Aang wants this this cure, and all of a sudden she starts. Okay, well, I need to find a few things, and it seems as though like she's going to create this cure. And then it turns out. That she's just getting food, food for her, her cat. cat. Yep. Right? And so it, I really think it's interesting because Aang is really frustrated in this moment. And he's playing nice. And he is like, you, you, this is the first time we've really seen Aang flustered. Flustered. Exactly. Well, not necessarily flustered. But in this moment, he's definitely like agitated, agitated because of impatience. Right. 
Well, and before we get to even, like, so it, it breaks away from the herbalist, and we get Prince Zuko practicing on the ship. Iroh comes out and kind of tells him, hey, man, like, it's going to be okay. Don't give up yet. Zuko says, I don't have the resources. Admiral Zhao is now looking for the Avatar. Like, there's no hope. Um, and we see Zuko, and what I think is one of his uh, moments where I don't know if it's the first time, but it's definitely a, a pretty intense moment where he, I feel like he takes off his mask um, and becomes very honest and vulnerable with Iroh and says, uh, my throne, my honor, my country, I'm about to lose them all. Well, I think it's really interesting leading up to that point because if we go back to the scene before with Iroh, we see him being like, oh, like he's he just doesn't care at all that this like all of a sudden Aang's being looked for, doesn't care at all that, like, but and doesn't respond to Zuko's anger in that moment. And it's like he lets Zuko process that for a little while before he then comes out and says, hey, you haven't given a, an order in a whole hour. What's wrong? Right. Right? Like, and he so, doesn't know. Like, as, like, exactly. So he, like, he realizes it and plays it off and makes it funny. Uh, and, like, don't give up hope yet. You can still find the Avatar before Zhao. Yeah, that's an interesting sentence to me, because of what we know, right? Right, because, because of the context of, of what we have, because of the context of what we have, especially for later on in the series, right? Because of that, I think that that's a really interesting statement for him, and I think I wonder does like does this sentence disguising his hope for Zuko, like you can still find the Avatar? Is that him saying you can, like it's not saying you can still capture him? Right. It's saying you can still find him. Right. Right? You can still get to him before Zhao does. So, like, is he expressing this hope? Don't give up hope yet. You I can still find the Avatar. Right. And I think so. Right? I think that he is. I think that he he understands what hopelessness feels like. I think he understands what that can do to someone. I think he's seen that wear on, on Zuko and has created Zuko to be um, not the best person. Not the person that Iroh wants him to be. Right. And we're slowly getting moments of Zuko getting, like, more and more likable, more and more as viewers we're appreciating him. Step by step. Step by step. We're understanding his background. We've become empathetic with his character. And I don't think Iroh wants to see him revert to what he was. And so I think that he's inspiring hope and kind of saying, like, don't give up yet. Like It's almost like he's on the dark side. And Iroh is slowly, like, pulling him by, like, a thread towards the light. Well, and, yeah. <laughs> and we get some really instrument, uh, interesting moments later. But before that happens, the herbalist tells... We get back to the herbalist, and the herbalist tells Aang to get frozen frogs, right? So... Well, also, question. Yes. Why didn't she just tell him up front that... Like, she knew that he was impatient in this moment. She... Yeah. I don't think she cared. She was, like, intentionally saying... You need to chill out and be patient, except right. without saying it. Why didn't she just say it up front? So, I think, which is weird, because she's an earthbender, or a part of the earthbending she's earth nation. nation. Sure. Um, part of me wondered if she was stalling. Yeah, why? Well, to, like, allow... I, if she, like, knew that it was the Avatar, and if she kept him there longer, that, like, maybe it would increase... The like, Fire Nation get caught. Yeah. Tell me more about that theory. Well, I just that's that's what it felt like to me, huh. like that that she was stalling, and then and then it was just really interesting that the moment he walks out, they're there. Well, I think that they're there because of the horn that was blown. Correct, but he ran so far past that like they would have gone to where the tower was, and they would have just pointed him in the direction that he was going. Which, but. I don't think that's what they meant by it, but it was just interesting to me that she felt like she was stalling for that long, and the moment he walks out, he starts getting rained on by arrows. Yeah, for me, rather than it being that, I thought it was her... She's been alone for a while with just her cat. And so she wants a little bit of company. I think she's starved for connection. Yeah. I think that's probably more likely than my answer, but that's still what it felt like to me. Um, but he gets... So he, he goes... She says, go get the frogs from the river... And then he um, says, you're insane, aren't you? Yeah, and she goes, that's right. That was her little... Which, that's the other thing, is that maybe she's not trying to hide anything. She's being exactly who she wants to be, and if she is focused on feeding her cat before you get what you want, she's going to go feed her cat before you get what you want. Um, so she's just kind of unapologetically herself, for good and for bad. 
Um, but she's not wearing a mask at all. But I, I that's like what her. I wrote. I was like, there's no mask here. Yep, she's just being her. Um, at least that's what it seems. Yep. Aang gets fired at by arrows as he walks outside. And then he says this. Uh, I think you dropped this. <laughs> Which, so here's where, like, <laughs> like, Aang knows what's happening. He has gone up against the Fire Nation before. He knows what they look like. These aren't dressed the same way, but they're in the similar garbs. And he's been shot at several times and blocked several arrows. And he goes, um, I think you dropped this. He's just being it's, a smug. It's smug. It's just, yeah, a lot of confidence there. Um, and he says it in a way that doesn't come off as condescending or, like, smuggish, but I, I think it has like, to be. Almost, like, dead I think smug. it has to be, right? I think that is him taunting. Well, like, that's what I wrote, overconfident. And, like, and it's, it's one of those things where, like, he goes into this, and he is dancing around, and then he doesn't, like, run away and then come back for those frogs. He's going for those frogs thinking that he's going to be able to go get away. You're right. So right? he goes and gets the frogs, and then as he picks up the frogs, gets pinned, captured, and he's in trouble. Yeah. Um, chase sequence, and then he gets captured. We cut to Admiral Zhao um, with Aang in this dungeon, and he's saying, hey, I'm not going to kill you, because then that would just, we have to search for the next avatar, we're going to keep you alive says all these things about like I don't know how you hid from me um, and I you know wrote this down as the, as the lens from the mask where Aang's like I never hid from you like yeah. um, he's saying that there's nothing that he was going to do that he was just going to be himself in this moment and Admiral Zhao just kind of responds and says something along the lines of like no one's coming for you there's no hope and Aang really starts to get defeated um, well, and, and then the, the kicker is do you miss your people Oh yeah, that whole sequence where he's talking about like you're not gonna die, like your you know your tribe did or your, your people did, and Aang really does get sad and it really hits him and, and really is getting well, after. He knows like, where are you alone? Where oh yeah, oh yeah. And again, I think you know, is he wearing a mask of being this tough guy, being you know? Well, and that's what I'm wondering. Like, what what if this whole attitude is again? What if what is he trying to mask here? Why is he taunting him? What is driving this message? And what purpose does it serve? Well, exactly. So, what is he, why does he feel the need to do this? Because it has to be covering something, regardless of whether it's a disguise or performance and entertainment. Like, what is the drive? Well, and so no one else is around at this point. So at this point, if he's wearing a mask, it's for himself or for Aang. Well, and I think it's more for himself. I think it's because if he. I think he is trying to act and live into this because if he doesn't, then he'll have to like confront the fact that he is potentially wrong or not enough or not enough, and so like, or any other thing like that. So I think he's wearing this mask or this idea of what he's supposed to behave at for himself. Not it's for himself. Well, and so what I wrote was, and I don't know that this is true, but what if he has to demonstrate his power at work because he feels emasculated at home if he doesn't? Possibly. Right? Or emasculated in other sectors of his work. Or emasculated because he's lost to a 16-year-old 17 times. Yep. Right? So is Admiral Jow suffering from toxic masculinity? I wonder. Yeah, well, the answer is... Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> like, the answer is absolutely he is. Um, and then we cut to Momo. And then we cut to... Uh, yeah, Mushu comes back with a mouse. Um, <laughs> comes back with a mouse. It's not water. They send him off again. And then we get a cut back to... Um, a blue masked warrior ninja sneaking into this fortress. Spirit, if you will. A blue spirit. There it is. And so, as he's sneaking in, we get a cut to Admiral Zhao, where he is making the speech, He's our prisoner! Everything's awesome! Fire is the superior um, yeah. element. Yeah, fire is the superior element, so we get a little fire supremacy in there. Yep, so um, it's a comment quote inspirational speech yeah we're gonna get we're gonna you know burn down bossing say by the end of the year all of this stuff um and as he's doing this we get the the blue mass spirit uh the blue spirit makes his way into the dungeon or her way or its way um into the dungeon um their way into the dungeon and unchains Aang. And while, yeah, and exactly. And so I, like, there's this interesting moment where like all these frogs are starting to thaw and they're just like this running like undercurrent theme throughout the whole episode. And I just, 
I'm, I'm curious about what that. What do the frogs represent? Yeah, like, what is, what are the, what's the symbolism there? Well, and so is the ice, you know, one form of the frog, and at a certain point, um, it, it, thaws. it thaws, and the mask gets taken off the frogs, and they go live their authentic lives. Where do you go with that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, that sounds good, right? Well, yeah. Well, and it's also something interesting is, have you noticed that the Fire Nation guards have helmets and they have several different types of helmets yes and i so i thought about this too because the helmet that is thrown at the foot of the four guards guarding the dungeon is a mask yes where they are not wearing masks correct um and i i think that is probably likely based off of where that helmet came from so if you're on the front lines do you get a helmet with a mask um if you're inside the the uh the base you don't get one depending on your rank or what you're doing because it's interesting how they they change in and out yeah, and, and it's not always consistent, and I wonder what what is the the line. Is it a rank? Is it? Yeah, I wonder. What? Well, and they're all fire benders, right? Because at some point we see the guy, yes. even without a mask, gets tries to fire bend, um, and gets water dumped on him. Yep. Um. So, but the the blue spirit gets all four of these. Yep, and the, and when he, I think it's really interesting that Aang is really scared when he walks in. Oh, absolutely. He's got his swords. Homeboy brings out these swords and like is super flashy and like dances his whole way there like like until he gets there and slices these chains off Mm -hmm. right like it's terrifying yeah right if i was chained up and i saw that happening i would be pretty scared too right and i think part of that is done because it's going into a commercial break Right, so like we get the, we get your standard like cliffhanger of a commercial break of like there are no as, commercial breaks in this analysis. They, yes, there are because the, specifically in this one it goes black and then it comes back to the same scene, so you know that a commercial break happens. And so that I think is done for our benefit as the audience because at this point we don't know who it is and we don't know if they're good or bad. Well, and regardless of whether the creators did it for a commercial or not. They still did it. Yeah, for right? sure. So that's still canon. It's still something that he did. Oh, yeah. Right? And so, sure, we can look at it in that perspective, but we still have to think about it in this way is because it, it, it happened. And we know it's Zuko, so is it Zuko dominating his power in a similar way that Admiral Zhao was? Is he getting a little is kick he, out of is it? Is he saying, like, you're, I, like, I'm in the control of this situation, so I'm going to make the most of it? Cuts Aang free. Aang sees the frogs and sees his friend's safety. Uh potentially going away yeah gets pulled on by the blue spirit and they, they keep moving um cut back to momo more stuff yeah katara is a queen yes Sokka and katara are desperately waiting for ang at this point where are you ang yeah well and, and Sokka's delirious at this point yeah right and so like one how much of that i wonder is Sokka truly being um delirious and how much of that is him acting? So I think it's uh, probably more so of him being delirious because he's had the sickness for so here's, longer than Katara has had at this point. Yep. So here's the reason I don't think that's true. When we cut back to him later and Aang gives him the frog, he is, Aang, where were you? How was it? And during this delirium, he's like, who's Aang? And so I, I, that's my only thing. Like, How much of this is him... Just playing. Like playing into the fact that he can. Or, um, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, that made me question it. Yeah. Well, and maybe this is the first time Sokka hasn't felt like he's had to be the leader. Like, by being sick, it's relieving. It's almost. relieving. And so he gets to relax a little bit. Because this is probably one of the first times where he hasn't had to, like, be the warrior, be the, yeah. try to be the leader, try to keep the strong face. Like he already knows, like well, and the symbolism I'm there, sick, and so I don't, I'm not in control of this, and so I'm gonna I'm kind of relaxed. Well, and, and the symbolism there is really interesting too, because Katara gets a, a crown on her head, mm-hmm. symbolizing that she is now in charge of those two, yeah, right, instead of him, right. And so I think it's really interesting to see that like take place and take form, because I think that he's able to kind of not necessarily take off that mask, but to kind of lift it up a little bit and be like, this is kind of nice. I'm gonna chill here for a little while. Yeah, I'm gonna sit in this for <laughs> just a little while. We cut back to uh, Blue Spirit, Blue Spirit, and Aang sneaking out silently through the main uh, camp section. Admiral Zhao starts talking to his advisor. Send the script to Ozai. 
Tell them that Tell we're the best. With, with, we did everything right. With glowing testimonials, and then he realizes that Aang is gone. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, you still want me to send that to the Fire Lord? But, but so we already see that he's trying to create this narrative for the again for the Fire Lord that we've already seen earlier of like everything's fantastic. I'm so good at this. Yeah. Um and he's he's clearly putting on a show, um, and then realizes that uh the the the, the jig is up and yep. he is needs to capture the avatar. Uh, we get a cut back to Aang and the Blue Spirit escaping. Really cool fight sequences. Yeah, well, like, I think it's really well shot. There's some cool slow mo things. This going is on. a really like, good scene. I say shot. I totally mean drawn. Yeah. But like, yeah, totally. It's a really great fight well, sequence. And I think it's really interesting because Aang during this could have escaped twice. And goes back for the Blue Spirit both that's times. Right. Yeah. I just and I think that's just worth mentioning. Yeah, I, you know, I think it's it just shows his character in general. Uh, yeah. This. Spirit was helping him escape. He's not going to leave. Yeah, leave the spirit behind. Yeah. Um, they get to a point where Commander Zhao or Admiral Zhao says, "We need the Avatar alive. Don't hurt him." The Blue Spirit puts two swords to Takes his throat. Takes advantage of the situation, um, and knowing that that's going to allow them to leave because if he's if the Avatar could be dead, then they're going to allow this to happen. Um, they go far back. Admiral says they need something with precision. We see our archer friends again. Arrow gets shot. Hits Bing! the blue spirit in the mask. So at this point, masks have turned into what is... We've seen in this point it's in the episode... It's protection. It's, it's yeah. protection. Where earlier it was for show. Earlier it was for the way that I want to present myself. Or the way that I want to feel like I am to myself. This the time it is literally for protection. Mm -hmm. The mask saved him yeah. so how often for us um can a mask be beneficial or do we have to really understand why people have a mask up because it's yeah. not safe for them not to have it up at that point well and that's the deal like sometimes and we think about like how for instance if if we bring in like a, an lbgtq reference like for instance you have a child a teen a child who realizes uh through growing up that they are gay and then they feel like they have to wear that mask at home and not come out of the closet because they feel unsafe with their parents. Absolutely. Right? And so they feel like they have to wear this mask for their safety because mm -hmm. they see the narrative that sometimes people get kicked out of their homes and sometimes they are, frankly, just treated or exactly. lose friends or whatever else yeah. it might be in the fear of that. So we see in, in this moment that there's the mask is for protection it, it's yep. the reason that Zuko's alive it's also the reason Aang finds out that it's Zuko yes. um, pulls Zuko to safety uh, and the Fire uh, Fire Nation does not find them pulls Zuko to safety um, takes him into the woods and Aang waits for Zuko to wake, to wake up. up Yep. talks about I miss all the friends that's the worst part about the hundred years is I miss all the friends and I had this friend that was a Fire Nation and could we if could we have been friends too? Like um, how vulnerable is that? Oh, I mean he he wants it. Yeah, like he wants he wants them there to be a friendship, and he knows that there's something there. Yeah. Um. Why did Zuko come save him? He, we can sit there on the outside and say, well, Zuko did it so that he could be the one that brought him in. Um. But that you know whether that's true or not, we don't really know. Aang asks, we you know my friend was a part of the Fire Nation. Well, here's the deal. We know from the very beginning of the episode that the Blue Spirit has been spying on Zhao from before Aang was captured. Right. Right? And so we just happen to know that because after that first conversation with Zhao and the commander guy, uh, we see the, that the Blue Spirit was on the roof. Yep. So that leads me to believe that it's not just about the Avatar. Right. Might be a little bit about not wanting Zhao to succeed. Yeah. Um, but Aang wants this. I've had friends in the Fire Nation before. If things were different, could we be friends? Zuko sends a fireball his way. Aang easily misses it. Go grabs a frog and then heads back to his friends. We get a cut to Zuko going back to the ship. Iroh talking about, hey, you missed music night and yeah do you think iron knows where he's been yes absolutely right yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, yeah, we to assume that iroh is i think iroh knows everything iroh is the dumbledore of the avatar franchise yeah except almost like 
more present. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I like Iroh more than I like Dumbledore. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. Whoa. You can at me at the Ark of E. You heard him, but, folks. You, yeah, you but, can at him. But I like Iroh more than I like Dumbledore. Um, and Zuko goes to, goes to bed, gets ready to go to bed. Aang gets back. Did um, you make any new friends? Did you make any new friends? I don't think I did. Again, showing that Sokka is lucid in this moment. Well, he's also been... Uh, at this point, he's started... Just got the frog. Just got the frog, so he just started sucking on it. Um, and then we get an interesting moment with Zuko, where Zuko looks at the, em- the Fire Nation emblem on a flag, turns his back on it, rolls over, goes to sleep. And then we'll end, like... Yeah. And size out of it. Well, and so like you, 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 the story I tell myself in that is that Zuko is starting to really come into the thought process of like the weight of the Fire Nation's mask. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like I, is he coming to the realization that like, I, like it's the heavy. Avatar saved me twice. Is he bad? Yeah. Why am I trying to impress my dad? who we just learned beat the crap out of me when I was a kid. Why am I trying to impress these people? Yep. Like, what is the story I'm telling myself? And we start to see that Zuko's grappling with this for really probably the first time. Yeah. Um, and then we get back to Sokka and Katara, and they spit out the frogs. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Um, and so that is, that is the end of the episode. Yeah. Anything big that we missed that you want to touch on yeah I, I i read reddit about this episode because i was just like looking around and i was looking for mask symbology and i was like is there any symbology behind blue mask was that a thing Was that a cultural thing so i was curious and so like there's so many different parallels that i noticed that were drawn and there, there's a lot of smart people on reddit and so um one of the things i think is interesting is if you compare zuko when he doesn't have the mask on to when he does have the mask on the main differences are that Zuko does not speak, right? Uh, so there's no speaking with the mask on. There's no bending with the mask on. Yep, he uses a bucket of water. He, he, he uses weapons. Swords. Whereas yep. regular Zuko doesn't use weapons, he uses his bending, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm thinking about, like, it's interesting that he's called the Blue Spirit because I think about the parallels between the spirit world in this show mm-hmm. and the physical world, right? There is no bending in the physical, in the spirit world either when Aang had to go into that with the panda episode, mm-hmm. right? Hey, bye. And so I think it's really interesting to think about, like, is this mask symbolizing Zuko being more in touch with his spiritual side? Is this a juxtaposition of Zuko's good and bad side? Like, what, what, what is it? Like, there's so many different ways to kind of interpret, like, is this the moral and just Zuko versus the uh, unjust and, you know what I mean? Like, tell, so th- what thoughts? Uh, I think that he is not bending because it would give it away, or it would at least say that this is a fire nation. You're person. being literal. Um, <laughs> I think that he's not speaking because people would know it's Zuko. Yeah, I mean, do, do, like, do, do, so do. let's look at let's look at it on that way uh, before anything else. Um, but yeah, you know, for me, I think that it's just we've got Zuko in a way that he's got to be able to get through this and, and be not Zuko. Um, so it would be easy for him to do all the firebending and be able to go through in there, but he's got to really make sure that people do not know that it's him. Um, and is that really the more authentic version of Zuko? I don't know. I think, I think it is. Um, I think it is. I think that is the Zuko that Zuko wants to be and is initially was. The one well, that fights for what is right, the one that is, um, you know fighting for the the little guy in the situation i think that for him that version of zuko is the one that he wants to be um because the moment that he's he wakes up and his mask is off he fires a fireball at well yeah yeah, i think so so. my conclusion is that that they are both in in inescapably zuko yes right and so, but they are two combating sides within him, and I think that this is what that is symbolizing, right? Sure, but and so, yeah. and so, I think that one of the things I love. There's a quote from Brene Brown in her book from Rising Strong around how the the irony is that we try to disown parts of us because they are um, they're not something that we want to be associated with, but what we cannot be 
truly ourselves and whole unless we integrate all of ourselves into the same individual person and own all of our story. Right. Right? And I, so, and I think because Zuko is still so conflicted that he's unable to be one. And so he has to be two. Yeah. And I think that's really what this mask allows him to do is it allows him to grapple with the different sides of himself in a way that he can decide later on based off of his experience here to figure out which he prefers. Sure. So for us as people, what's the owner, What's the difference between being like, that's just who I am, I'm flawed, and like I'm not going to work to change it, <clears throat> versus like, versus just I have me. to accept who, who, the things about me that are a part of me. Right, and so like what? Because that's because that's what it gets twisted into, right? Like, yeah, I think that's a false narrative. Right. So like, you're not really accepting who you are, or if you do have something about yourself and your personality that's worth changing, you don't just get to sit there and say, "Well, that's just who I am, so I'm going to be that way." Right? Like, yeah, I find that repugnant. It's like one of those things that's just like, I, you know, I, you can be upset with me, but I'm just telling the truth. Well, right? and that's like, the deal. It's like that's like, like, I don't that, care. like I'm just I'm just an honest person. So I'm going to tell the truth. That's yeah. like how it normally gets But what that's saying out, is right? like yeah, sure, you can be honest, but if honesty is the only thing that is driving you, you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to hurt other people. Right. You have to integrate honesty with compassion and compassion yeah. because brutal honesty is not always helpful. Sometimes you need to be compassionately honest and say, "Hey, I need to be honest with you. This is something that might be difficult for us to talk about. Do you have a minute? Versus, you're the worst person in the world. I don't like you. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So like, Zuko doesn't get to be angry Zuko and just say, I'm angry. That's a part of who I am. He has to change he has in to. order to adopt this mask. Right. And I think that's him, ex like, I think this is a metaphor of him being able to explore what it would be like. To not have to be that angry person. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, but again, going forward for him... He doesn't for him to be a productive person the rest of his life and to and to live into the person that Iroh wants him to be that he starts to want to be. He doesn't get to sit there and say, "I'm." There's the angry version of me and the bitter version of me, and I'm not going to work to change that. He has to accept that that's where he's at, and then actively work to be his whole self. Bingo. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's a. This was. This is a, an incredible episode. Really is one of my favorites. Um really good which is great because we're going to follow it up with one that's not one of my favorites um, <laughs> uh, but before we get to, to what next week's episode is going to be about we're going to spend some time looking at what uh, the masks that we wear under the guise and lens of uh, water element and so that'll be the where we come back in just a second And we're back. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, mask and the mask that we wear, and how does that really play into the water element? So, Ben, uh, what does that mean for you? What are you going to do this week uh, to try to to really go through the water element when it comes to the mask that we wear? So, on the weekend we're recording this, I was up in the mountains, and there's a lot of ice, and so I went up. We were on a hiking trail, and there was this creek, and the water was flowing. It was really cold. Uh, put my hand in it, but it was really cool because uh, as the water was splashing on like the low branches that were hanging next to the water, what would happen is the the water on the um, branches would freeze, and it started to create this giant ice block that would like hang in the water. And I thought it just made me think about how like water is so it changes depending on the situation that it's in, and it changes and it's very adaptable. And that to me is kind of like it's you're able to wear different masks in front of different people and with different situations. And sometimes we do that in order to fit in uh, to a place where we feel like we need to wear a mask in order to belong. But really fitting in is just a barrier to belonging by wearing these masks. So what, what I really want is I want to think about the situation that I'm in, whether that be at work, at home, uh, when I'm my dating life. Like, how can I get into a situation in which I don't need to wear 
a mask in order to feel like I can be there. Instead, I want to get to the point where I feel like I belong and I feel safe enough that I don't need a mask no matter where I am in my life. Because I think that's what sparks joy is being able to be who I am no matter where I am without needing that mask. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, I, I go back and think about Iroh um, and the way that he engaged in that get the conversation with uh, the Admiral's crew um, and how, though that might have been a mask that he was wearing, I, I, it was really him just being respectful and compassionate because I think that's the person he wants to be and that's his genuine self. So though it feels like he's putting on a mask there, I think he's just behaving in what aligns with his values. Um, I think that's how I want to engage with in situations. When I think of the water, again, I think of cleansing. Um, and, the, and the traits that I view as cleansing are the ones that kind of match my personal values, the um, compassion and, and, and loving and creating a belonging environment. And so if that's the way that I want to be, I have to behave that way in all situations. And that will be really me going into those situations without wearing a mask. Um, I hear that. Even if at times that means that I'm not showing anger or that's not showing um, even when judgment, feeling. even when I'm feeling it, that's the way that I want to be. And so for me, that is my authentic self. And so that's me not wearing a mask. And so I think that's my goal for this week is even in, in situations that might challenge that, how do I always approach with compassion, um, empathy, and creating a place of belonging and love? Uh, even when I'm feeling otherwise and that will be me living into the true self that I want to be you heard it folks masks water take them off yeah belong cleanse yourself cleansing is good yeah absolutely next week we are going to be talking about the episode the fortune teller and we're yep. going to be doing that through a lens of fate you guessed it um, folks fate which makes sense for a fortune teller let us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know what Avatar means to you. What did the, what did the Blue Spirit episode mean to you? Um, what is the series in whole? How does it have an effect on your life? Email us at thearcofe at gmail.com. Tweet at us at thearcofe, um, and we'd love to hear your feedback. If you think you've got a better eight-word recap for this episode than Mr. Ben Pruitt, tweet that at us as well. And if you want, you can try and email us a little voice memo, and if it's really good... You might hear it on the podcast. Absolutely, give us a voice memo about what this means to you. We would love to to have your input onto our episodes of Bending Not Breaking. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Sunshine Mayfield, and I'm Ben Pruitt, and this has been Bending Not Breaking. And uh, thank you so much for being here. Okay, bye.